Welcome back to Orc Woman. Today, we are going to talk about one of the most wildly requested topics. Wildly? The most widely? Wild? It's been a wild request and a wide request. It's all of the above. So today's topic is daily all team meetings. Now, if you have ever been to the Grant Cardone headquarters, you have experienced something that is incredible. Like their daily all team meeting has so much energy. I mean, 120 employees file into this room at 9.05 every morning. There's music, there's, it's just energy. Like if there is, if there is a perfect word to describe it, it is energy. And when we as Cardone Ventures went into quarantine last year, all of a sudden we had this new problem, which was how are we going to communicate with each other? We had never done an all team meeting before. In our previous businesses, we'd never done an all team meeting in Audigy or Stratus. Uh, but all of a sudden we're like, okay, there's maybe there are 15 of us. I don't even know if it was 15, maybe it was only 12. There was a handful of us and we're like, we are gonna stay in communication. So we're gonna commit to a daily all team meeting. And this is gonna be my first tip of how to conduct a daily all team meeting. If you are the business owner and you are listening to this or you are a leader, and if you are a leader, you have influence. The, the best way to get started is just to commit to it. It is not to put the perfect freaking agenda together. Now I'm gonna go through what our agenda looks like, but our agenda will look different than yours. Our business size is different than yours. Our company structure is different than yours. We have different hours of shifts of team members. What, so the first piece is to just commit to it. Put it on the calendar and start doing it. You could literally do this tomorrow. Like there's no need to wait until this long, big thing. I was reading um, some notes that I took from a webinar that uh, Grant did recently. And the, the I put a sticky note on my computer and this morning I just read it. It said, courage comes to those who make decisions. It's like, Oh, that's interesting. Courage comes to those who make decisions. So I'm gonna make a decision and choose to be courageous by just putting this meeting on the calendar, not waiting until it's perfect or I have everything figured out or have everybody on board. I'm just going to make the decision to put this all team meeting together. So that's piece number one. Um, but our team meeting is going to look different than your team meeting. And so my second piece before we just like dive into this agenda, can you guys tell I'm excited? I'm like like panting and like ready to just like get into this thing, but I'm just gonna like hit the brakes for a second. So the second piece with this is once you commit to it, just know that you will figure out whatever challenge comes with it. We do a significant amount of consulting around how to get businesses to put the right daily team meeting together with the right group of people and their challenges. So you might have a team that starts at eight and then a second team that does a different shift starting at one. That's a challenge. Yes, it's not exactly like how ours is structured. So how do we work that out? What is the solution? How do we fight to figure it out? The idea is not, oh, well, there's this one little thing that will make it so that I can't do it exactly how they're telling me to do it. That's fine. Don't worry about how we do it. Just figure out how you can, can commit to the way that you need to do it. Okay, are we all good on this? Are you sure we're good on this? So you're gonna commit to this, right? Anybody who listens to this is going to commit to doing it. And if you're not gonna commit to it, just go to the next podcast. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. Haven't recorded it yet, but I'm certain that it will be awesome. Okay, so let's get into the agenda. Some of these pieces we have shamelessly stolen from 
the Grant Cardone Enterprise all-team meeting, but their business has triple the amount of team members that ours does. So ours looks different than theirs does. And I will tell you that a year ago, this meeting looked very different than it does today. So I'm gonna kind of work you through the meeting that you should be having for team members and an organization around 15 team members. And now what ours looks like, which is closer to 40 team members, and just how things have evolved so that you have two different perspectives. And then the third perspective is what happens in an organization that has it's, some, it's like 120, maybe they're up to 150. I know they're going through rapid expansion over there as well. So there's three different vantage points that we're gonna kind of toggle through depending on how large your organization is. But Natalie, what if I only have three team members? Great question. I'm so glad you asked. If you only have three team members, or I mean, maybe if it's not yourself, like you doing a daily check-in for KPIs with yourself. I love that for accountability. But even if you have three team members, you should still be following the format that a team meeting with 15 team members has. It's getting the discipline in of organizing the business. So I'm gonna get into some of this content here in a second. Um, but the whole purpose of this all team meeting is to create energy. Like that is purpose number one. It is to get people in your environment feeling excited and looking forward to what they're about to do because the reality is all of us have our personal stuff at home. When you show up to work, for us, our, our daily meeting is 8.45 Pacific every single day. We have stuff that is going on at home. There's, uh, you know, we've just come back from a trip or we've just landed somewhere and it feels chaotic. If you as a business owner or you as a leader feel like this, just like know that your team feels like this as well. I always say, you know, if I'm feeling not motivated and not excited to do what I'm about to do, which is more often than I think you would guess, I know that I have more to lose and also probably more opportunity than or just more in it, like as, as a leader in this business, I have more at stake is probably the best way to put it. I have more at stake than almost anybody else to make this business successful. So if I know that I'm already feeling unmotivated, uninspired, not wanting to do what I'm about to do, kind of dreading whatever hard work is about to come my way, I can just have certainty that there are people on our team that feel like that on any given day. I'm sure you have these people too, right? They, they're great team members. Maybe they're not great team members, but they're, they're people in your environment. And if you have this touch point, the idea is that you're creating this energy as a reminder every single day as to why you are doing what you are doing. Part of it is this philosophy around wins, and I promise I will get into this in a second, but you're retraining people to say, we're at work, work is a good thing, and in order for me to get from where I'm at today to goals that I've established, it is going to require work. So it reinforces this idea that work is a good thing. We're gonna, we're gonna do some good things today. We're gonna help some people today. We're going to change lives today. We're gonna get closer to the goals that we have and chase after our potential today. That is the purpose of this meeting. It is not to go through every single thing that the business is doing wrong. It is not to talk about, all of the issues that you're having with clients or internal team members. This is a place to create energy. So with that, the first part of the agenda that I stole shamelessly from Carter Enterprises. 
Sherry Hamilton, the COO of Carter Enterprises, opens every single meeting with welcome to work and then everybody claps. And this goes back to that idea of she is quite literally welcoming all of the team members to work, to reinforce we're at work, we are not at home, we are not um, still frustrated with our spouse. We are not worrying about the kids. We are we are now at work. You have been welcomed to work. We want you here. We're happy to have you here. And it is time to do our job. Now, this was like a this was a pivotal idea for me because I never thought about I never really thought about the opposite to be to be honest. I never thought, oh wait, team members aren't welcome to work. We welcome our clients on calls, we welcome our clients to events, but our team members who have the most ability to impact something on our business both positively and negatively are never welcomed. So, starting the meeting by reminding people, "Hey, you're at work. We're doing work things right now, like we're putting on our work hat. We're focused on this." and we're gonna create energy around it. It's just like the best way to start off this meeting. It's not random every morning, uh, full transparency. I used to start these morning meetings off very randomly. Like there was no rhyme or reason for how the meeting started off, especially with 12 people during quarantine. I just did whatever felt like the right thing was to do until I really recognized the discipline that Sherry and the Cardone team had. It's like, welcome to work, love that. So from that, second part of the agenda is wins and priorities. Wins and priorities. So for our business, uh, we have wins and priorities structured from essentially how somebody experiences our business. It's our business um, journey, so to speak. So the first department that shares the wins is the marketing department. From the marketing department, it goes into sales because marketing, what's the purpose of marketing? to lead to sales. And then from sales, it goes to accounting and finance. From accounting and finance, it goes to events, because people likely experience an, events, an event as the first thing that they're touching. From events, it goes to learning and development, because then they're experiencing the content or the courses or the learning that are taking place. From learning, it goes to platform, which is the next evolution. And then from platform, it goes to strategic business unit. So this is a very linear process of each team, when they are called up, they go to from um, wins and then priorities. So I am talking about not wins from last week, not wins from in the future. It is where did that team win yesterday? What were the KPIs specifically that that team drove, whether it's call percentage rate like how many people showed up we have client calls so how many call or how many calls were um, i guess completed because for us an indicator of if a client is unhappy or maybe get a cancel service is if they aren't showing up to their calls regularly so it's important to know if our call show rate is very low we need to make a different decision that day. It's a it's an instant indicator of, okay, what happened here? Oh, these clients were just traveling. Okay, great. Oh, what's happening here the next day? Well, the this client, it's the third time that they haven't showed up to a weekly call. Okay, let's get a leadership team member on the phone, make a connection, see what's going on, because it's a leading indicator of the business's health. Um, from an accounting standpoint, accounting and finance, we do cash collected. How much cash did we collect from yesterday? It is a win from yesterday. What this forces in the environment is people to look 
for wins. If you know as a brand new team member that you every single day and your team are going to be asked for how you won today, are you gonna be looking for all of the ways you lost and all of the ways that you didn't make an impact or didn't get your projects done? No, you're going to be looking every single day. Okay, I have to figure out how to make make things go right, how I have to make things win in this environment. And so we love this idea of every team member at a very top level is required to say, where did I win from the day before? The second piece of that is priorities for today. So if I know that yesterday I'm going to be um, measured based on how I won yesterday in this morning's team meeting, and then I have priorities for today based on what I've shared at this team meeting, where I won the second day, like let's think of this in cycle. Monday, I share what my priority, my wins from over the weekend and Friday were, and then I'm sharing what my priorities for Monday are. I show up to the call on Tuesday, what am I reporting on from a win standpoint? Like what should you be reporting on? Any ideas? What the priorities were from yesterday. I shouldn't be reporting on wins in a week from now for a priority that was from Monday, or I shouldn't be reporting on that on Friday. If it was a priority on Monday, I'm going to report on Tuesday that it was a win. So it's tying out the behavior. It's not fluff. There's no fluff going on. Now, I will say that when we first started rolling this out, I didn't have this like back and forth structure quite figured out yet. And so all of the teams would go through their wins and then all of the teams would go through their priorities. Uh, we, we followed that structure for probably three or four months. And if you have a smaller team, I do recommend that because everybody is then focusing on wins for a longer period of time, like you're staying in the wins and then you're staying in the priorities for a longer period of time. And there's, it, it allows you to digest, um, especially as a leader, okay, what really is going on? What happened yesterday? What really is going on today? So that those follow-up meetings afterwards, because those are leading indicators, um, you're just able to, to really track more um, because there's less activity going on. But as your business adds more team members, I believe we made this switch around the 20th or 25th employee. There's just so much activity that's happening that you can't possibly really dive into the details and be as meticulous about it. This is when you introduce data in other capacities, weekly updates, but if you're small, really going through wins separate from priorities. I think that that's a great way to do it and it will help you just be more involved, especially if you're an operations standpoint um, in your business. Okay, I think we're good on wins and priorities. If I have another wins and priorities thing, um, I'm just gonna tell you in the middle of all of the other sections. So from wins and priorities, oh, this is the other thing. Um, the cadence is important because it should be team led. So. I speak for less than 60 seconds every single morning on this 15 minute meeting. It is not Brandon speaking for five minutes on what wins and priorities are. This is entirely team and department head led. I don't think Buck actually speaks really at all. Um, Heather just recently started speaking. Jeff doesn't speak at all. Dwayne doesn't speak at all. So there are Leadership team members, I do the organizational priorities, which is the next piece, but it really is, um, it's a way for me to reset. I'll, I'll share that in a second, but be thinking about this as if you know that there's a cadence every single week or every single day, 
that it goes from this team to that team to this team to that team. At first, it'll be a little clunky. Oh, which team do I pass it off to? But then all of a sudden, you really get grooved into, okay, we're passing from Bryce over to Josh, over to Alexis, and it just, it flows. There's no, um, there's no need to have there be like trip ups in it, unless you have a new team member, a new department head. Um, but this idea of it being peer led, it all of a sudden is not me or Brandon just being a talking head at this meeting. And uh, a lot of businesses, when they do try to roll out an all team meeting, they take on the audacious task of hosting the meeting while also uh, wanting their team to be engaged in it. And therein lies the problem. Your team will be engaged as soon as they believe that they are the ones that are going to be contributing to it. And furthermore, you provided an opportunity for the department head to, to give the stat, but then for a team member who experienced the win to be able to share their win from the day before ups the responsibility that the whole team has in the meeting. It's not just about you. It's not just a leadership team because all of us have sat through those. When we first did, um, this is a throwback story, when we first did daily, not daily team meetings, morning meetings back in our dental business days. I remember it was me and Heather leading these meetings. It was only on Monday. And I remember thinking, like watching people in person and thinking, I'm sure all they hear right now is wah, 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 wah. Like it's just me talking about all these departments and all the things that I care a shit ton about as you guys do but they just care about their department normally. Like it's, it's very siloed. As soon as somebody has to speak publicly, all of a sudden, like all of the hairs on the back of their neck rise a little bit. This isn't everybody, but a good percentage of people. You have to speak in front of 40 people. You're gonna have your facts straight. You're gonna be paying attention. You're gonna know what's happening. And it, it creates engagement. It creates uncomfortability, uncomfortability uncomfortability. I think that's how you say that word. Um, but then it also creates engagement and the engagement is so critically important. Okay. So then this is probably 10 minutes of the meeting between welcome and going through the team's pieces. I share the organizational priorities for anything that we need to draw the team's attention to. So Again, this isn't just department specific. This is if we're rolling out a big initiative, if there is an HR initiative that we need people to assign, um, if there's an end of a quarter and everybody needs to update something, we have calls that happen, we have new promotions that are going on. It just provides a space every single day that allows people to get instant information about what's going on and what the priority is. I'm probably not supposed to snap too much because you guys probably didn't hear that. Did people, people not hear that? Or I don't even know what I said, so I can't re-say it. You guys get the point. It's a placeholder. I know on pretty much every Work Woman podcast, I talk about these ideas, uh, this idea of touch points. And I'm thinking of maybe even renaming the touch point to a container. Now, hear me out here. A container is a space that's specified to hold something. Instead of sending an all-team email and having to communicate that way, I know the next morning there is a placeholder for me to make a company-wide announcement about whatever is going on. Hence, I like this idea of it being a container because it's just it's a container and I put things in it or it sometimes can be empty, but I know that it's always there for whatever purpose I need to use it for. So I love this org priorities as a, con a cultural container. We'll see if that sticks. All right, next agenda item. So the Cardo New Wheel was birthed during quarantine. And this was a funny little story. 
we have this platform it's called cardone university and every single team member in the organization is required to do cardone university for three segments every single day and about three or four weeks into quarantine i was talking to a dear friend of ours who is big in the fortune 50 space and helping guide leaders and help them navigate uncertain times like quarantine if there's any more uncertain time um i don't know what that would have been so he was sharing with me some of the research that he had been working on and presenting to business owners around what engagement looks like in a virtual setting. He said one of the greatest ways to increase engagement is for people to be able to share the knowledge that they're learning. And I thought, wow, you know, we have this platform called Cardone University. The only thing that I check is if people did or didn't do it, but there isn't really an opportunity for people to share what they're learning on Cardone University. So for those of you who are on Cardone University, what you know is this report is sent. So every day I would look at the report, but the only thing that I was looking at was what the requirement was. Did people complete their three segments? Well, for the very first time, I decided to look back at all of the reports previous and see what the percentage of pass rate was. And I was blown away because I wasn't measuring it. Our team didn't think that it was that important. And come to find out, I think many of our team members were just like putting the video on play and then filling out the quiz. The quiz is ridiculously easy. They're not trick questions. So they weren't paying attention to the video. They're just putting it on play. And then all of a sudden the quiz would come up and they would fail the quiz a couple of times until the right series of answers went through. And f at first I was rather irritated. Snarky Natalie came out. You can imagine like steam coming out of my ears and like my eyes turning fiery like a cartoon. But when you feel this way as a leader, as a business owner, as a significant other, the wrong thing to do in that moment is to react. The right thing to do is to figure out a new container, which is exactly what we did for all team meeting. So. The card on you wheel was born. At first it wasn't a wheel, it was literally a hat. And I put everybody's names in said hat. And every single day we would randomly pick out somebody's name and they would have to share what they learned on Cardone University the day before. So instead of me getting mad, instead of me getting irritated, instead of me just like, meh, 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 I can't believe you guys didn't do this, which is what many business owners do. And honestly, I had every inclination to do that. I was like, Brandon, you have no idea. I won't continue to say what I said, but I was very irritated. So instead of going down this path, you have to figure out a better way to play this game because it is a big game. And, and you can't get mad at people when you've set up the rules in the wrong way. So I hadn't put a set of rules in place that really got to the behavior that I wanted, which was people actually learning Cardinal University. It had nothing to do with them just checking off the box of doing three segments. So the wheel was born. It was first a hat, then it was a wheel. So somebody randomly gets chosen on Cardinal University every single day, and they share what they learned the day before. The second piece of that is then they role play with somebody on the sales team or Brandon himself on what they learned. Like, how do you close somebody? What is the objection in front of every single team member? Now you might think, wow, that seems a little extreme. Well, guess what it also solved? This is a container that also solves a secondary problem, which is I never have to ask, or I never have to tell a brand new employee what the purpose of Cardone University is or what the expectations are because their very first experience with Cardone Ventures when they start on their first day at 845, they go through this whole team meeting, we do wins, priorities, it's very energetic, and then you get to Cardone University. 
then all of a sudden in their onboarding conversation with me or their manager, one of the very first questions they ask, without fail, what is Carden University? How does that whole thing happen? Because they recognize that they're gonna be responsible for talking to 40 strangers, who are now strangers, they eventually become team members, uh, about this platform and they wanna be prepared and that's a good thing. And so this has really changed our morning meeting and changed the responsibility level of Cardone University. And for me, it's an encouragement for you guys that anything that you put into your environment, you have to inspect what you expect. And this is our way of inspecting that Cardone University truly is being learned, truly being understood, because it's not just and it's not just what you learn, but it's also, okay, now let's role play this scenario. So you're really getting a, a practical application of this knowledge. All right, last but not least, this is the final part of the all team meeting. We have these books. I would highly recommend if you haven't already putting a book in your onboarding plan as a recommendation. Ours happened to be written, one of them, many of them by our co-founders, right? We have Grant's books. We have Brandon's book, uh, and we talk about this in our morning team meeting. We stole this from Carter Enterprise. Uh, one of their team members will say from the front of the room, doesn't it feel so good to work from a place where the content is so rich that it drips off of any page? And the person holding the book is flipping through the pages. If you're watching this, you can see like flipping through the pages and somebody on the team yells the word stop. So all of a sudden you stop and you just read off of the page. So if I was to do this, the first thing that it says is, wake up, no one is going to save you. And then I'd close the book and that's how we would close the meeting because it, it reinforces that we work at a place where like the content that are, is around us, the content that has been written by our co-founders is important, is impactful, and it's like literally so rich, any page on the book has something that somebody can learn from and it just happens that quickly. Well, we've added a fun twist to this because at Cardo Ventures, we have our six core values. There's a podcast coming up around what these six core values are and how to create your own. Uh, but for the book reading, at first it was just one person. It was the same person doing the book reading. And as much as we loved him doing the book reading, we thought, well, wait a second, how could we incorporate our core values and be able to truly recognize people who are living into those core values on a weekly basis that's peer nominated? And so now every single Monday on the Alti meeting, uh, let's say if I was nominated for the core values from the week before, I would then nominate somebody in front of the whole team and say, Will is last week was disciplined with this client. He said that he was going to send this email and it was really late. There was a bunch of calls going on, but he still sent the email and he exemplified our core value of discipline. For the rest of the week, Will would then be the person that is reading from the book. And it's, it's an acknowledgement of the core value, but it's also reminding everybody that, hey, these core values are something that we truly live by. They're not just something on the wall. They're not just, you know, nice words that we talk about. We are truly recognizing recognizing when people do the things that we say our culture is defined by. And so that's another great container, cultural container. I think this is going to stick. It's another container to be able to just continue to infuse those things. It's not just the hiring process, but it's also every single day your core values are being brought into the culture and are at the forefront of what it is that you're expecting from the team members that work with you. So with that, 
guys, this was a lot. I'm thinking that we should have one of our team's core values be like a part two for this. If you guys are interested in that, let me know. I could probably figure out one of them to record for you guys uh, so that you can follow along and actually like hear an example of it. Uh, it would mean the world to me if you guys subscribed. All of a sudden, I KPIs are big in our organization. All of a sudden, I got access to the KPIs of this podcast, and it's one of my missions to increase the subscribers, to increase um, the listeners, to just be able to use this podcast to impact more people. And the way that we do that is by you subscribing, but you also sharing it and tagging me in that. Uh, you leaving a review, an honest review, if you enjoy the podcast. I would love it if you would give me five stars and write something. Uh, that's how you can support this content and getting it to more business owners because here at Cardone Ventures, and for me personally, it's our mission to be able to impact 1 million business owners. And this is one way that people can start to hear this content and really not only impact their own businesses, but impact their teams and their communities. And all they have to do is subscribe to this podcast. So if this has made an impact on you, would really appreciate the share. And then also send some other people to hit that, you know, little subscribe button. With that, I can hardly wait for next week. I believe we're doing core values, but we might do a question and answer. You know, I'm gonna keep you posted on that. Like, should we do core values? Should we do question and answer? I don't know what I'm feeling. We'll see. I can hardly wait to see you there.